Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. And we are so excited. This is the beginning of something new here at Evangelical, our podcast. And we're going to spend about six episodes talking about baptism, which to me is a very exciting topic. I love Indeed. this. Um, so we're, I think we should just start out at the beginning, right? Why baptism and, and what happens in baptism? So um, yes, Paul, why baptism? <laughs> Small question for you. Well, despite great variety in understandings and practices, Mm -hmm. almost all Christian traditions baptize. So Mm -hmm. your question is apt. Why do we do this? (laughs) Right. Um, We do it for, I'll say, two primary reasons. Jesus did it, and Jesus (laughs) said, do it. Several, you, yeah. <laughs> several of the of the gospel narratives mm-hmm. in the New Testament indicate that um, the inauguration of Jesus' public mm-hmm. ministry happened when he came to the Jordan River to be yeah. baptized by John, the John that we think of as John the Baptist. Right, right. And what a beautiful image we get we get in Scripture when we see um, Jesus being baptized and this wonderful voice from heaven um, saying, this is my son, right? It's such that Mm -hmm. wonderful claiming of Jesus as he then begins his journey, Mm -hmm. which is something that we experience in baptism as well, right? A claiming of us. Well, and at the end of Matthew's gospel, um, Jesus sending his disciples Mm -hmm. into their own um, now the fullness of their own public ministry as apostles, yes, um, gives them instruction that is often referred to by Christian people as the Great Commission, yeah. which includes him telling the disciples, go and baptize mm-hmm. in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we have wonderful examples of that throughout, um, especially the epistles, right? Through Starting, though, first in Acts, um, seeing um, in chapter 2, um, getting up there in front of the people and saying, you know, this is something that's important, and then baptizing in, what, 3,000 people are saved in, in that one thing. They decide to take on baptism in this new way and begin a new journey in a new direction. And then references to baptism are are peppered throughout the writings of the New Testament. Sometimes it comes into clear focus as a topic Mm -hmm. um, being addressed in some of the letters of the New Testament. And in many cases, it is the context that is implicit in Mm -hmm. the background. Yeah. it's, It's interesting that, as you say... Um, it, um, it often, when it's sort of in the background there, it's part of that, sort of like with Jesus, where he was baptized and he was claimed again by God, this is my son, right? And then um, when we are baptized, we are reminded that we are claimed by God. And so often it's 
you know, a reminder, hey, you are baptized and claimed by God. Well, which touches on what is probably the biggest question um, to be investigated, um, to be argued over, debated, pondered, prayed over. Christians In, don't argue, well, come on. <laughs> for 2,000 years, one of, one of the most vigorously debated questions among Christians has been the question of what exactly happens right, right. in baptism? What, yeah. what occurs there? Yeah, that, that claiming of, is, you know, I'm asserting that is one of the big things. And, and you know, it's wonderful to me this also the imagery of how our perspective changes as, as a baptized person. So I like to think of baptism, this entrance right into what it means to be a Christian. And it's also a foundation that everything else is sort of built upon, right? Everything else in our Christian life. Mm -hmm. Luther, um, along with many other prominent Christian teachers and Lutherans, along with a number of other Christian traditions, emphasize that um, above and beyond all else, what is happening is in baptism is an act of God mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and God taking the initiative to do, as you've been saying, to lay claim mm -hmm. uh, to the person being baptized. And that is really a public claim that mm -hmm. God makes about God's self. Yeah. Um, God attaching God's self to each person Mm -hmm. who is baptized, beginning with Jesus. Right. Um, and one of the ways to think about that claim is um, that a person in baptism is then imprinted mm -hmm. with, with, with God's embrace. Right. Well, that's, it's the wonderful cross that we draw on the forehead, mm -hmm. right, with the oil as we... Um, remind folks that they have been claimed by Christ and now are a part of Christ's own family. You know, it's a it's that wonderful imagery um, with children. I like to think of with them as, as their secret, you know, sign. Nobody else can see it but them. But the idea then is, of course, we act that out mm -hmm. in how we live so people don't see the actual cross on our forehead, but they see it in the way that we approach the world around us. You know, there's that wonderful scripture of putting on mm -hmm. baptism, right? It's, it's this act of being clothed in baptism. So that's, that's that neat imagery also. And clothed in Christ. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that the New Testament in many places commonly refers to the Christian life mm -hmm. is as being in Christ. And I think of that in a very literal way, mm -hmm. um, that our life unfolds inside mm -hmm. Christ and yeah. that Christ becomes um, the garment mm -hmm. that we inhabit and that we inhabit for our living in this world. Yeah. There are, sometimes you hear people speak about baptism focusing on its promise of mm. eternal life, of <laughs> salvation from the, well, from the finality <laughs> of death. And yes, yeah. thinking of it almost as a kind of heaven insurance, yeah. 
And yes, part of what occurs in baptism is God's declaration yeah. that as Christ was raised from the dead, mm. um, so too shall every baptized person be. But baptism is for living. Yes. It's not just about how we may face our death or right. think about our death, but how we live our lives. I like to think of baptism as as this beginning of a journey, right? Jesus was baptized um, and then began his public ministry. And when we are baptized, no matter what age that happens, we are beginning life anew. And and that's a wonderful uh, a wonderful way to consider then again everything being built on that foundation of of that starting point of baptism. Now. You mentioned that scripture, um, we talk about that promise of because Christ um, was buried and resurrected, then we too will be buried and resurrected. We hear that often in our uh, funeral sermons or in our funeral um, scriptures um, and prayers and so forth. Um, and so it is an important um, piece of our theology that that connection with Christ, not only has it connected us hopefully throughout our life and on our journey, but, um, but that here on earth ends when we die, but we don't end. We continue on to be with Christ afterwards. That promise takes us there. But uh, thinking about Death, and it's kind of odd to transition there, but thinking about that, there's also in baptism this imagery of death, yes. right? Dying to the old Adam and rising anew as this new person in Christ. Yes, and as you know, when we meet with people to plan for baptisms here at Evangelical, often one of the scripture passages that we share with them in reflection is where Paul speaks about, for those who are baptized, we have been buried with Christ. Mm, right. And there is that, mm -hmm. there's that aspect of death in the significance of baptism. And that may be easier for us to wrap our minds around when we think about a person who has been baptized as a fully grown adult. It's harder to think about the association of death with a brand new infant, a very young infant. So one of the ways that I think about that is that in baptism, God puts an end to any possibility of separation mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. um, that a life that might be marked by questions or anxiety or fears of separation from God, a life that might be marked by an intention for separation from God, that comes to an end. Mm -hmm. That is precluded and set aside and put behind a person forever in baptism. And what stands in front of the person then is God's promise of life mm -hmm. that is not canceled or extinguished right. or invalidated by the biological reality of our death. Right. So we are claimed by Christ in baptism, um, and, and God then takes us as God's own. Those promises that uh, were given to Jesus are then 
passed on to us and um, because of that connection. And, um, and we are invited then to live into um, this as a, as a journey of a new way. One of the things you said earlier when we were talking about this is you gave the example of remembering whose we are. Mm -hmm. uh, share that example again because it really resonated with me. I served as a campus pastor for a number of years at a college affiliated with the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And often when one of our sports teams was preparing um, for travel, <laughs> boarding the bus um, for travel within the athletic conference for a game, the coaches would remind the team, <laughs> remember what you represent, remember who you are. In other words, act appropriately, <laughs> don't embarrass or scandalize us. We've never had that happen <laughs> that, to us We've before. never had that happen. Um, but that, that encouragement to remember who mm -hmm. you are, whose you are, mm -hmm. what you are, what you are for, remembering our baptism is the same thing. It is to be conscious of our identity as baptized people, recalling um, God's embrace of us mm -hmm. in baptism, God's reputation mm -hmm. attached to us. And we do that here at Evangelical. We've started doing that when we do baptisms. We take part in what we call espurging, right? So that is... Explain we, that. Yes. It's a big word. Spell it's it. Fun. It's fun. No. <laughs> um, but it is fun to have big words, right? But what it means is, you know, you can either have... Um, there are uh, little uh, wand-looking things you can get that hold a little bit of water you can dip... Or you can get like a cut green branch and you dip it in water and you fling, you get to, this is a fun part of being a pastor, you get to <laughs> fling water at people and remind them of their baptism, right? And, and as we do that, so we'll have a baptism in our congregation and then after that's done, um, we will go out into the congregation flinging water on people, but inviting them to participate actively in this baptism by remembering their own baptism, remembering again that they are claimed by Christ. Which, what, what a wonderful idea and a wonderful thing. One of the contemporary ways um, of describing the baptized life mm -hmm. is walking wet. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Um, walking, meaning living, all yeah. of our thoughts, words, and deeds, flowing from a conscious recalling of our identity as baptized people, mm -hmm. um, that, our, that our lives from the moment of baptism on, as you said at the beginning, build upon that foundation that mm -hmm. God has put beneath us in baptism. And we do this um, naturally throughout the church year. Um, even at churches that are not evangelical, there are certain times in the church year when it is appropriate to remember that we are baptized. Um, now we do baptisms mm -hmm. five times a year five times a year, specifically on dates where we feel um, it is a, an important time to consider anew our baptism. Um, and um, other churches may do um, rites called affirmation of baptism or they may invite people to, um, to recommit re to their baptismal vows, whether it's just to 
remember them or it is to even re-pledge themselves to those um, those uh, promises that mm-hmm. were made on that important mm-hmm. day. Because baptism, again, is not something that's one and done, right? It's something, it's part of the journey that we live and walk on. Well, and you talked about promises that we make mm-hmm. in baptism. Um, a person being baptized is asked to make promises, mm-hmm. or if they are very young, um, those who bring the person forward mm-hmm. are asked to make promises on their behalf. But again, um, many Christians, Lutherans among them, want to remind us that our promises are in response right. to the preceding, to the initiating right. promise of God. Because the work of baptism is all God's work for mm-hmm. us, which is, you know, a, a beautiful image there that we have of of God loving us so much mm-hmm. that God claims us and wants us for God's own. Um, and, and that's something that is a wonderful thing that, you know, a lot of churches do this and we, we do um, before a baptism is we sit down with people mm-hmm. and we say, you know, tell us, what is going on for you in your life um, that you are ready to enter this new thing or that you would like this for your child? And it's, it's wonderful to hear the differing ways that people feel, um, feel connected mm-hmm. to baptism themselves and why they want that then for them, mm-hmm. their children. And those all become stories of, of God's nudge, God's prompting, God's mm-hmm. drawing. Even if people may not be conscious of it or speak of it in those terms, when we ask those questions, what what moved you mm-hmm. um, to approach us about baptism? Mm-hmm. Very often, if if it's parents wanting the baptism of a young child, um, they have, may already have done this for older children mm-hmm. in the household, and now with the youngest child. They want to continue that. Um, Sometimes it may be a first child or in some cases a person in adulthood Mm -hmm. who will approach us and inquire about baptism Mm -hmm. and asking people to reflect on what has drawn them to the point of the conversation that we're sharing with them and to help them... um, trace the hand of God, Mm -hmm. as it were, that has led them to this. Then also prepares them um, to trace the hand of God in everything that will unfold following Mm -hmm. baptism. Yeah, because God is always active in our lives, and sometimes we just don't happen to see it. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that nudge that you're talking about may have been there for some time, and we are invited then to um, to kind of consider what that means for us and um, and how we're living. Indeed. So as you said at the beginning, we are intending in this first series of this brand new podcast to devote six episodes to the topic of baptism. We could spend the rest of our lives talking about baptism and not come to the end of all that would be helpful to consider and question together. But we're going to give six episodes to the topic of baptism in this 
first series, and we will join you again for episode two. Thank you for joining us in this episode. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.